Welcome back to this week's bonus episode. Today is part two of our interview with holistic health coach Robin Ryan McDonald, where she'll be talking to us all about those food labels. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one in episode 16, hit that pause button and go check it out. You don't want to miss it. As we move into a new season, and I'm not just talking about the weather, a new season of life, back to school time. Our routines change, our schedules change, the lax and laid-back summer vibes come to an end. It can be very overwhelming getting back into the swing of a busy schedule. Crazy mornings, homework, after-school activities, sports, PTA meetings, volunteer requests, and somehow that laundry pile just seems to double. If you don't have good systems in place to manage your time, to plan your week, to keep track of all the many things that fall on your plate, then you will burn out. I've been there. I've done that. Don't let it get to that point. Please reach out and book a time management coaching session with me. I will help you audit your day so together we can find ways to make you more efficient with your time, build a better morning and evening routine, and cut out all those things that aren't aligning to your values. You'll walk away from our session together feeling empowered to take control of your schedule instead of your schedule taking control of you. I'm offering a deep back-to-school discount through Labor Day to help as many moms out as I can before school gets into full swing. Spots are limited, so please book today. Check out our show notes for all the links. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work, with time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with nutritionist and holistic health coach, Robin Ron McDonald. Robin is a proud mom and wife with a passion for supporting and empowering Jesus-loving women to gain true health while losing weight through her sustainable grace-based process. She loves to help women ditch chronic dieting and disease for holistic health and wellness. She mixes her seminary background with her study of integrative nutrition to help women develop the energy and vitality to live out their unique God-given calling. Let's jump into today's episode where Robin will be walking us through how to read those food labels, what to look out for, and what's good versus what to stay away from. And if you listen to the end, Robin will be sharing her freebie with my listeners. So one of the things that piqued my interest on your Instagram page was the reel you shared on reading food labels. It was so eye-opening because there were a few things on there that I actually give my kids that I thought were healthy that after watching your reel... I realized that they're not, and now I'm doing a huge pantry clean-out. So talking about food labels, where do we start? The first thing I like to do to frame this conversation, because I know for all of us as working moms, most of us, we want to do things really well, right? We want to do things well. We don't like to, I mean, I'm sure too, you find like, oh man, like I thought this was healthy for my kids. Like, dang it, you know? And so. One thing that I like to in- emphasize with my clients is there's a spectrum. I, like, I use good, better, optimal. And so I will explain what each of these mean because as I describe 
you know, these different dynamics of labels and what to look for. What I'm going to describe is ultimately the optimal path. And so if you hear what I'm saying, like, what? I can't have this or what? That's in there. I don't want everybody to walk away and be like, ah, like, I can't eat anything. What I want people to, to take away is that they're encouraged. They've been educated. And they know how to make slow changes towards that optimal, but also recognize that there are good and better options that precede that. So with that said, in the good category would be non-organic whole foods. We're talking meat, eggs, dairy, veggies, fruits, nuts, whole grains. If you're at a restaurant or have pre-made meals, you're still looking for things that are just, they're primarily whole foods. They're not processed. Uh, This is nutrient dense. They're still really good for you. You're getting, you know, what your body needs. Better to take it a next step forward is to look for no antibiotic, no hormone, meats and eggs. You do try to want to get organic. You want to, you know, keep it minimal on the packaged items, mostly real foods. And one thing I say is low glycemic, which is a whole other conversation, but to explain it briefly is just you want to eat things that aren't going to spike your blood sugar, which usually include a lot of processed foods or high refined carbohydrates. Then optimal, we're looking at grass-fed, pasture-raised, raw organic, organic veggies and fruits, and primarily home-cooked whole foods. So that's kind of my, my spectrum that I give people, right? With that said, here, if you're like, okay, I'm looking at a nutrition label, what do I look for? <laughs> I would say, number one, first thing I ask is how much protein's in it. Most women, especially those of us who are high functioning, like we've got a lot going on, we need protein. We are stressed. Our stress is wearing down on our bodies. We've got to make sure that we're consuming enough. And so first thing I look at is like, how much protein? If it has less than five grams, I'm like, but why? <laughs> but why? Why bother? Uh, so that's the first thing. Second, I want to know how many carbs are in it. And I'm really not interested in a protein source if it's going to spike my blood sugar like crazy because there's so many carbs. And I'm not going to say carbs are bad because I actually am a big fan of carbs, but you want to look at what kind of carbs. So when you're looking at the carbs, it's going to give you total carbohydrate. Underneath that, it's going to say dietary fiber and total sugars. And then underneath the total sugars, it includes how many added sugars. So if I see a total carbohydrate of say 20 grams, but or let's say 50 grams, which 50 grams would be a lot. I'd be like, Woof, that's a lot. But it says that the, that the dietary fiber is like 20 grams. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Because fiber is going to have a much different effect on your blood sugar. And it's actually going to benefit your gut and a bunch of different things. So it's like, cool, I want that carb. And then if it says total sugars, let's just say the total sugar was 30. But it had zero added sugars. And you're like, whoa, how's that even possible? And you look at the ingredients, you're like, oh, it's got like fruit and stuff. While I still would be leery about how many carbs that is and how much sugar that is, I'd be happy to know that the source of the sugar or the carbohydrates are coming from like a whole food option, right? Maybe they used dates or something like that. Then I'm going to check the fat. I'm not really concerned about there being too much fat in something. What I want to know is if it has trans fat. And I want to know how much is saturated fat. Saturated fat is actually... A preferred. So I'll kind of want to figure that out and see. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not as worried about it. And the last thing that I'll do is I'll look at the ingredients. And the, the biggest thing I look for the ingredients are for inflammatory oils or hidden sugars or additives, which if you want to, we can get into ingredients as well. But 
I'll take a, I'll take a pause there for you, Carrie. <laughs> that was a lot. I mean, I'm so used to, you know, I'll look at the numbers, fat content, and I'm always looking for something that's low fat. So I'm just learning in the past couple of years that, you know, fat isn't bad for you. I guess it was just so ingrained in me when I was younger that things have fat in them, they're going to make you fat. And it's like, well, no, that's not really the case. And so I'm trying to re-educate myself. So I look at the numbers and then I try to look at the ingredients and make sure it doesn't have, you know, the high fructose corn syrup. I know that's one of the big ones and all the food dyes. But what are the ingredients that should be red flags that we should put this back on the shelf? Good question. So I am going to hit hard on those vegetable oils because oh, they're in almost all packaged foods. It's really sad because you're like, oh, look at this looks healthier. Oh, I'm going to have this. And you're like, what? Canola oil. So canola oil is horrible. It's the worst. The process for making canola oil is disgusting. And most of these vegetable oils, they use certain chemicals to treat the stench from the like nasty smell that comes from the burning process to create these oils. It's, it's really gross. So canola oil, Soybean oil, cottonseed oil, vegetable oil blend basically means mostly canola oil and whatever other like random junk oil they can use cheaply. Safflower oil, peanut oil, sunflower oil, grapeseed oil, sesame oil. If anything is any kind of vegan butter or something that normally would have butter or olive oil or something like that, run. It's going to have these oils in it. Shortening parsley or fully hydrogenated oils. If you're kind of like, ah, the ingredients are like, I can't read this. I don't know what it is. It's going to sound like monoglyceride, diglyceride. Those are the things you want to avoid. I'm totally doing a huge pantry clean out after this episode. Yeah, it it is unfortunate. At the same time, food companies, they will follow what people are purchasing, right? And so part of this education too is I know people want to eat healthy and when they learn it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to buy that. And then they're going to start to put on their labels, oh, canola oil free. I bet you I'm calling it out. Five, 10 years from now, there's going to be labels that say like canola oil free or vegetable oil free or whatever, because people are going to start to to turn away from it because all the research is coming out more and more and more about how detrimental these oils are to us. But with that said, there are brands that are already creating healthy alternative products. They'll say made with avocado oil or they'll say a coconut. There's a lot of coconut oils uh, that are getting used, which coconut oil, avocado oil, those are great alternatives. And so you kind of want to look to see the labels for that. So now I do bake with vegetable oils, which now that's going to be like the first thing I look to change this weekend because I bake every weekend. But when you're swapping out an oil to like an avocado oil, would you swap out vegetable oil with avocado oil? I feel like that would somehow affect the taste of it. I'm used to swapping out vegetable oil with applesauce, which I know. This sounds weird to do, but that works out perfectly and might be what I start doing because it could also be cheaper than avocado oil. But um, yeah, how does it affect the taste? My experience with swapping it out for avocado oil is that it comes out the same. I will say there was one avocado oil that I bought, I think from Trader Joe's. It had a really strong taste. I did not like it. Other than that, all of the other avocado oils that I've gotten, uh, Chosen Foods is the brand that I'd recommend for that. It's really mild. I don't taste it in my cooking or even when I use it for baked goods. So I think that's the best option. Coconut oil is also an option. You have to melt it first. And when you melt it, you have to make sure you don't make it too hot because that can affect the chemistry when you're putting together your ingredients. But if you can melt it and kind of let it sit in a maybe like uh, one of those metal 
aluminum bowls and let it cool for a little bit, but it's still liquid and then add it. That actually, I like the taste of the coconut, usually in most sweet items. And it's not overpowering coconut. It just kind of adds a little enjoyable flavor. It goes well with the bananas and my banana bread. Yeah, exactly. So what are some easy swap outs for kids next? Because that's where I found where I'm making the biggest mistakes when I'm food shopping. Yeah. Which snacks do you primarily get? So my kids are very big on granola bars, fruit snacks, goldfish, some yogurts. So I would say for granola bars, I would try to find a protein bar that they like. I know a lot of people do those Hidden Valley bars. They are among the worst (laughs) in terms of being super high glycemic and having a bunch of sugar and like very little nutritional value. So find a protein bar. Use what I just said about looking at the label. Find one that does have high protein. It's going to have carbs, but just see if there's a decent amount of fiber. One brand actually that I really like is Odyssey Snacks, Odyssey Bars. They have really good clean ingredients. They um, have actually even just intentionally reformulated their bars to get rid of sunflower oil in most of their bars. And so I really like those as an option. They have a high protein, low carb, high fiber profile, and they put prebiotics in as well. So big fan. Check those out. You can also use Robin 10 for a 10% discount. But I think they have a 20% discount right now for back to school, which I would recommend going to their site and using that instead. You also mentioned goldfish. If they like cracker kind of things, there are a lot of healthy cracker alternatives. You just kind of have to comb through that aisle. Most places, again, you just got to look at the ingredients. Simple Mills is a really good brand. I don't know if everybody likes these, but I really like pork rinds, chicharrones. There's two brands, um, 4505 and Epic. And both of those brands have really clean, it's pasture-raised pork. So it's actually a really healthy snack. Um, And it's protein and fat. There's actually no carbs in it. It's crunchy. They've got different flavors like lime or chili. So really good. If people like, what are those Takis or whatever in right now or used to be in Doritos? I don't know. The other brand is Siete. They have uh, avocado oil chips. They just also came out with these churro bites as well. And so that's really great for those different options. I would even say like finding a, a healthy popcorn that's cooked in coconut oil or avocado oil. They're out there too. I know people like the crunch, right? It's like the crunch and the the savory dynamic. So those are some great alternatives that. for that. <laughs> yes. And I'll see, what else did you say? Fruit snacks and yogurts. But fruit snacks are a big one. Fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. Fruit is fruit an option. <laughs> so basically just don't do the fruit snacks, period. I mean, there's some that'll use uh, natural dyes or natural sugars. So if it must be fruit snack, then I would just look again, check the ingredients to see what there is. Otherwise, they are just a straight blood sugar spike. They're not providing really much nutritional benefit to your children. So I will make sure my children listen to this episode. I'm not a huge fan of fruit snacks. I don't get them very often. It was just we had a couple of vacations planned and I let them pick out special snacks. And of course, that's their go to because I don't let them have them very often. Yeah. A fun thing you can do, too, especially since it's, you know, it's still warmer. But to buy specific shaped ice cube trays and you can puree fruit. And if you even want to make them a little sweeter, add some honey. And you drop them in the ice cube trays and you put them in the freezer. You could even pair them with some Greek yogurt. That actually ends up being kind of like a fruit snack. It's frozen, so it's refreshing. And you're adding protein to add. I 
wanted to try to think of something that you just buy because I know we're trying to minimize time. But if you have kids your age, Carrie, then you're like, hey, I've got a fun thing for you guys to do. Like put this together. Especially with the last week of summer before school starts. So I know this has been such a great interview. So one more question before I let you go. What labels should we look out for and what can we be easily fooled by? Because I know there's a lot out there. This is a big one. And I might pop some bubbles. And again, remember grace and remember the spectrum. (laughs) But one of the biggest ones that we are so easily fooled by is what it says 100% natural. They use something called green boxing. And so they'll package it and they'll put little leaves on it and they'll say 100% natural, made from real real ingredients. And it's kind of like, well, what else would it be made with? And technically, even the fake stuff starts off coming from real food. And so it's totally just wordplay and a marketing tactic. There are no regulations for what 100% natural means. I mean, cyanide's natural, right? <laughs> so it doesn't mean anything when it says 100% natural. I'm sorry. <laughs> the other <laughs> the other thing to look out for is actually, sadly, if it has the heart healthy, heart checkmark label, you'll see this on cereal boxes. And it makes people think like, oh, cool, this super tasty cereal is heart healthy. But you're like, I wouldn't think that sugar crisp is heart healthy, but the label says so, or it's made with 12 essential nutrients or whatever. And it's super unfortunate that they put this like stamp of approval on these things. But again, if you use what I said by reading the label and look at it, it is chock full of sugar and carbs. The ingredients are grains and sugar and they add in some. Yes, they add fortified you know, vitamins and minerals, but the protein count super low. And if there is fat, you best believe it, those vegetable oils. And so just because it says heart healthy, usually if it says heart healthy, I'm actually like, ooh, it's probably bad. <laughs> so it's so sad that it says that. The other big two, anything that says free, sugar-free, fat-free, run for the hills. If it's sugar-free, that means artificial sweeteners because it somehow still says sweet, even though there's still no sugar. So you want to be like, "Mm." and then if it says fat-free, that means that they had to do some weird stuff to make it still taste good. And they added some kind of extra sugar or other things to make it work and even to make it shelf-stable. So again, that's a red flag. Also, if it says, and I recognize the benefit of gluten-free. I personally primarily consume a grain-free diet. Um, However, (laughs) food companies know people are looking for gluten-free. So they've slapped gluten-free on things that have always been gluten-free. So when you pick it up, you're like, oh, (laughs) and it's gluten-free. Like, that's that's a healthy thing, I think. (laughs) So it's like, well, corn has always been gluten-free, but... Sure, let's throw a label on it that says it's gluten-free. They know what they're doing. And so, again, that's why I said give yourself grace because this is stuff that I've learned because I sought it out. I This is what I do. But growing up, I was, one, the pickiest of eaters. I hated vegetables. We lived off of all things packaged, frozen, shake and bake, fried chicken dinners from the grocery store, drive through all the things. So, Trust me, I understand being fooled by these labels. And even when I got older and even when I was in college and I mentioned that's when I my health kind of started to fall apart, I was following all these labels. I looked for the fat-free, low-cal, uh, sugar-free. If it looked green or it said 100% natural, I was convinced it was good for me. So just know, everybody, you're in, you're in good company. <laughs> the last couple things I, <laughs> I would caution for is if it says 
100% or if it says 100% vegan or if it says vegan or plant-based, I know right now that's a big buzz. And I know this is controversial. I personally do not think that that is the diet that is best or is best to be prescribed to everyone. I understand some people find it beneficial to them. It requires a lot of intentionality to get the nutrients that you need. And if someone's going to be doing plant-based or vegan, I would highly encourage not to do all the processed foods they're trying to get you to eat. There's something called junk food vegan. And so it'll be like, oh, I'm going to get this vegan meat. Vegan meat is not better than real meat. If you look at the ingredients of most of those things, the number one ingredient in those, canola oil. That's the number one thing in those. And then they use non-organic GMO corn and soy and other weird things in there. It is a chemical mess to create something that is supposed to be like meat. When you could just have the single ingredient item of meat and consume a very nutrient dense option. So vegan on like a packaged food item means that there's probably vegetable oil or they instead of using butter or something like from an animal or would be natural that way, they used some sort of alternative that is actually inflammatory. So bubbles popped all around. Yes. Serious bubbles pop. I can't wait to re-listen to this interview because I'm literally going to have a pen and pen and write down all these tips and all the ingredients to start looking through my pantry to get rid of. And the first thing is going to be the vegetable oil. Thank you so much for joining our show today. This really was such a great conversation. Tell all my listeners where they can find you and more information about all the wonderful things you have to share. Yes, Carrie, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. You can check out my podcast at it's the Vision Driven Health podcast where I go more into these things. And if you are someone who has a faith background, particularly a Christian background, that is the bend, you could say, of my content and what I share. You can also grab my free label reading guide by going to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash food label, which I'm sure Carrie will put in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll have everything that I said in this episode all spelled out with charts, graphs, et cetera. Super easy, readable. You can pull it up on your phone while you're at the grocery store and you can take access to that. Thank you so much for that awesome freebie. I can't wait to download mine. I will definitely add the link in the show notes. And thanks again for joining our show. You're welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed our convo with Robin. And again, if you haven't checked out episode 16, where Robin and I talk about healthy meal planning, go check it out. Sending you love and light until next time from Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pell. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be forever grateful if you could take a minute, go over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on Instagram and tag me and let them know that they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there's a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life.